what's happening everybody and welcome back to another episode of rapping with reef bum i'm your host keith burkelhammer so today i welcome back hobbyist alex korea what's happening there alex what's up how's everybody good to have you on man again this was uh, a long time coming man i think the last time i had you on was like two years ago and we had a very engaging and interesting uh conversation you know, Alex is a bit of a lightning rod for certain topics uh, out there in the reef keeping uh, world, uh, uh, specifically lighting and metal halides. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna be diving into that stuff, and I really enjoy the uh, the the passion that Alex uh, has for the hobby, and um, so this will be a very enjoyable conversation. Welcome to the new Tuesday night stream. We're uh, we're gonna be switching it up now instead of Thursday night being live i'm going to be live on tuesday nights it was just better with the wife and the social calendar for me to be on tuesday nights versus thursday nights so so alex you you have the pleasure of being the first guest on the permanent tuesday night live stream here when unwrapping with uh with reef what an honor thank you so much for inviting me um and i'm really honored to be back here i didn't think i would be worth it to be back but it happens. So. <laughs> well, you know, in my eyes, dude, it's very uh, much worth having you uh, back on. I think it's it's refreshing to have different perspectives. We don't want to like have people with the same opinions week after week on this live stream. That would get pretty damn boring, if you ask me. So I think it's um, there's many different ways to keep a reef tank. I've said that many times, and yeah. I think it's refreshing to have um, other points of view. And and um, so hopefully everybody out there feels the uh, the same way about that. So. Let me uh, let me read uh, Alex's uh, bio for those that uh, are not familiar with him. He's been fascinated by aquariums since he was six years old. How how old are you now, man? Can I ask? Fifty two. Fifty two. I'm, I'm an old man now. I'm fifty nine, so I got a few years <laughs> on you. <laughs> um, he had his first freshwater tank when he was ten. He moved on to saltwater fish only tanks when he was twenty two. He started a volunteer at the Waikiki Aquarium in nineteen ninety five, working for Charles. They'll be maintaining both saltwater and freshwater systems, later working also for Dr. Bruce Carlson, helping to maintain the coral farm at the aquarium. So those are certainly some awesome folks to learn from. He also volunteered as a mentor for the Marine Option Program at the University of Hawaii in 2003, and he worked for one of the best companies in Honolulu, Honolulu Wayne's Ocean World, Inc., that received, maintained, and exported marine tropical fishes around the globe. He has also written articles for various magazines and books published in Brazil, Portugal, Italy, US, and the UK. In addition, Alex contributed to the Reef Aquarium Volume 3 by Charles Delbeek and Julian Sprung and worked with Alf Nielsen on his last book published in 2016, providing samples and images. So he's, a, uh, he's also a frequent viewer and participant in this show, and I thank you, Alex, for that. So, you know, as I mentioned, he has some, some strong opinions about reef keeping, but did, did I miss anything, Alex, in that, uh, in that bio? Well, you didn't miss anything. I didn't put more than that because it doesn't, it, it, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. But, um, yeah, that's enough. Um, I would like to begin. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, let, me, let me do a little business before we, uh, we jump into oh, yeah. conversation. Right. I want to thank the sponsors of the, uh, the show, Bulk, Bulk Reef Supply and Ecotech Marine. I appreciate them. Supporting the live stream and the show. 
And I also appreciate all you folks out there tuning in. Please spread the word and hit that like button. I see we've got almost 50 viewers watching right now and only 18 likes. So let's uh, let's goose up those likes so more people can find the um, stream. And I see there's a whole bunch of people in the chat. And um, always encourage the, uh, the comments and the questions. We'll do our best to uh, keep track of all that stuff. So, all right, man. But uh, yeah, I interrupted you. Uh, no, don't worry. Um, so I have a brief therapy shirt today. I'm going to do some therapy here. I'm, I'm digging <laughs> it. I'm going to honor uh, Jake Adams and, and some of the some of the things that I'm going to say. And I'm going to, but I'm going to start with Metal Highlights. I want to, first of all, let me show you the, uh, let me show the folks a picture. Oops. <laughs> let me, uh, let me re uh, jigger the, uh, I moved some, some stuff around here. Hang on one second. Let's see if this will work now. Um, there we go. There's a picture of you and Jake. How many years ago was that, dude? Oh, uh, that was, I don't know, uh, 2010. 2010. 2010. Machina, uh, Florida, Orlando. That was in 2010. It was the, the day that he, he, the only two people that I took pictures with, besides the people that I really knew, like um, Julian and Charles Bruce, was Jake. And I, I was like, I have to take a picture with Jake and Sanjay. So I have those two pictures. And I, I wanted to talk to Sanjay so badly, but they stole me from Sanjay. The Brazilian guy came, well, I'm going to depart right now. Come here. I need to talk to you. And uh, <laughs> they recognized me from Brazil, one of the guys. So anyways, um, uh, thank you so much for inviting me again, oh, Keith. Um, I want to, I was thinking about uh, why, why these guys are, what, what kind of, what kind of, why do I deserve to be there? In that show, because I, I don't, I don't keep corals at home. I don't. I'm not a reef keeper in the sense of a coral keeper at home. I work at the aquarium, but I never, like you guys know, I work at the aquarium just because Charles said because I don't tell anybody. Nobody at in the forums they knew about this except Dana. Dana actually sent me a message saying, "Hey, have you been working at the Waikiki? Because you're from Hawaii." Dana, said, yeah, Dana Riddle. Dana Riddle, yeah. yeah. Then we spoke a lot about that. But anyways. Uh, the definition of reef tanks, uh, there's two de definitions of the reef tank itself is like if you have rocks and reef organisms, it's a reef tank already, right? So I was thinking of oh, that's something that I could justify saying that I'm a reef keeper, <laughs> but I don't keep corals at home because we we can't keep hard corals in a in a house in, 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 in Hawaii. Yeah, it's illegal. So, anyways, um, um. I want to start um, saying, talking about. I want to start to talk about what we, we, what I spoke last time about metahelides. How strong I go on metahelides because uh, what what really happens, what really happens about the metahelide uh, in the market, is what the LED. Listen, I I know that there is there's LEDs, T5 metahelides. Everything, everything has all the all these uh, types of artificial lighting. They have different uh, different places in the hobby, different applications, and all, uh, it, it depends also on the, uh, the your personal preference. 
So everybody should accept each other and don't have a fight about it. The only reason I, I'm known for having a fight about it is because I didn't agree with the LED uh, manufacturers and users were doing to the metal halide users in the forum. That was the beginning of the war. That was the beginning of the Alex Curry of the A grandees, which is a cropper, a grandees. It's crazy about metal halides and stuff. It's because I didn't agree uh, when LED manufacturers compared in 2008, Solaris compared with the metal halides, that was a big mistake. That was the beginning of the war between the people. Because if, even if I, I remove myself from the forum, I see the war going on and that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. If, if I want to use T5s only, I can because I want to, right? Yep. If I want to use LEDs only, I can because I want to. <clears throat> Like Tulio always said, there's no better light. One, one light is not better than the other one. It's just application. And I, I, I've been saying that too. But at the same time, they can't say that LEDs are better than metal headlines, right? And that's what started the war. And the people started to have strong arguments and saying the metal headlines were hot and this and that. And because of, because of those in the beginning, with the comparison from Solaris, the comparison was in the wattage. We had, there's a video online if you look for, there is the Solaris and there is, uh, two, I think it was two, uh, 215 watts fixture of Solaris, the LEDs, comparing to a 400 watt metal halide. So, the, so the, when you look the, at- The Solaris when, when, was a type of LED. Solaris was the first LED commercial commercialized made by PFO, and they put the the, the uh, kilowatt. I think they called it's a it's a device that that uh, measures how many how much water is uh, sucking out of the the wall, and it was like 428 for the 400 watt metal halide against 215 watt for the Solaris, and visually you look at the 20k. Metal halide, your eyes will read that light just like the other one because they know how to reg, you know, to 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 put the, the LED accordingly just to match it visually. But you know, if they measure the power and everything, if you go look into the power and everything, it, there there were differences there because the distribution was different, the type of light is different, even even the 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 type of or spectrum is very different. So if we take all the considerations including the spectrum, you decide what's better for you. Any kind of light, like I said before many times in the forum, I can suck uh, eggs out of the corals with T8s if I want to. With T8s? Yeah, I can. If I want to use T8s to remove, to have uh, corals uh, spawning in my systems, I would do that. I can do that. Anybody can. T8s. It's not, it's not the power. It's not, it's the cores will adapt to any light, to any light you use. We had T8s back in the day. We had T8s back in the day. Before the T5s, we had T8s. The fight against T5s, the metal halides came when, T5, when the T5s were invented. So it's, it's, the, it's a matter of taste and a matter of availability. 
Yeah. So, we're going to talk about availability of, of halides, which is something that was like a cold water on me, like like somebody just dumped cool, uh, and, and a bucket so of you're, cold you're, water you're on me. You're talking about um, primarily the announcement that radium bulbs are no longer going to be manufactured. Correct? Yeah, but before that, I want to talk about the education of the next generation. What these LED people, the LED people that I say they're users, and the manufacturers they're doing, they are, they are uh, setting uh, an education system so the new the newbies come and they will be able to absorb only LED uh, talk. Only LED is the best, LED does this and that, we can change and it's cool and everything is LED, LED, LED. So they, they did, that's another reason why I went so strong on the defense of metal halides because they came on the, in the market very strong against the metal halides using all the excuses about heat, about uh, uh, changing the bulbs, which is ridiculous. I'm sorry, but just that's ridiculous, changing the bulb once a year. We, you, we can, now we know that we can use some of the bulbs, we can use it up to two years. We don't have to change. Depending on, everything depends on application. The amount of hours that you use per day will determine determine the lifespan of that bulb. And we, if you use with uh, T5s, you can use for longer because you lose, you use uh, less hours a day. You can use for more years. So it's all a, a relationship between um, the, the 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 application and your particular taste. So because because of the teachings of some companies, I'm not gonna mention companies in respect for you. Um, some, some of the companies, they came very strong against the metal halides, using metal halides as, step, as a step, anti-fives too, comparing, publishing stuff, and the, the, the people that sell, the sellers, the, 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 the dealers, they were like, oh man, I can I can get much more money with the LEDs than the metal halides. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna procreate this teaching because I'm gonna make a lot of money. Now I understand all this. We all know the differences, and but the only problem was this. The only problem that I I I am a metal halide guy. There's no, in my opinion, for my application for what I want to reproduce. The, the representation of sunlight, natural sunlight. I know it's not the same. Okay, the spectrum of the metal halide is the best to represent the sunlight. So, so Alex, man, how, do you, um, how do you answer the um, the counterpoint to folks that are using LED only lighting in tanks that are thriving? You know, I, I, like you know, I can't, uh, I guess you can't say that. I will get there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's going to be the, uh, the, you know, so basically I think what, um, what you hear a lot is that um, there's a couple of things going on, right? There's the electrical bills for metal halides, which I don't buy into. I think LEDs and, and metal halides, I think you're pretty much getting, um, you're, you're, you're on even ground when it comes to the electricity bills. I think a lot is a lot, right? In terms sometimes, sometimes you lose, like Sanjay, he is losing he has he has more he's spending more money with the LEDs than the metal halides. He said he's use he's not using 
the metal lights, but he has to use more LEDs, more wattage, right. to even try to get to the same right. result or, or similar to the result. He has to use more, depending on where you live. You, has to, you have to use uh, heaters to compensate the natural uh, ultra um, infrared that uh, the halide um, helps to, to, you know, to warm up the system. So it's like I said, it's, it's all application. So we are all the same, like in a, in a way that we can choose and we, we shouldn't be fighting against each other. Like I, this, is the, this is the message that I want to give to people. Uh, the people understand that um, my vision is not to fight against LEDs. I don't hate LEDs. I actually, sometimes I look some of the LEDs that I'm not going to mention the names, but some of the LEDs that were like, oh, that's tempting, man. I want to try that one day, maybe. But at the same time, I think about the the teachings of Tulio de L'Aquila and everything that I learned with all this mess, this war, <laughs> after so many threads to be deleted. And, and I don't even know. I, I want to thank all the moderators at uh, Rift to Rift because they were very patient to me all the time. And I, I tried to be respectful, but some, some of the times I had to just write a, a huge amount of, of explanations and they just deleted everything. I was like, just well, I, I, uh, I said to you, man, before we got on the live stream, that on my channel, you have, uh, you, you have the, um, the longest comments of any viewer that, uh, oh. and, uh, you know, I have to kind of set aside time. <laughs> to read, to read Alex's <laughs> well, comments because I normally write more than that. I just uh, if you go to Rift to Rift, you're gonna see some stuff. I, sometimes I read, I go like, "Oh man, I was really into it that time." <laughs> I was like, "Wow," because because it's it, it is a passion to see the results. Okay, there's a there's a there's a it's not the right word, but I'm gonna use the word. There's a magic around the T5s. You have we have a, a a tank full of T5s. You will see the colors amazing. Depending on the lighting that you put and the, the position, everything changes in the position of the on the of the bulbs. Every little slot of of the T5 fixture is very important to play with the depth and and the the, the light that you want to give to the fish and everything is it's amazing. I've been using T5s for more than ten years, and I I still love them. I still love very much LEDs. The only thing about LEDs is it's not the same. It doesn't give me the what I get with the halides. I don't see any tank. Your tank is very nice. Your, your, by the way, the spectrum that you mimic is just for our eyes. It's not the same. Yeah, Tulio, uh, Tulio explained that to me when I had him on the last time. He's like, you know, because I said that, um, you know, so um, Telegram put together a light program for my JHL Mitras that mimicked the 400 watt 20K bulb. And I think it was- um, Aesthetics, yeah. And, and Tulia's like, it's not mimicking that spectrum. Well, um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's basically, it's trying to match the spectrum as close as possible. And, and um, so in, in, in terms of, you know, the uh, semantics of that, I, I, I don't know the right words to, uh, to use, but, yeah, personally, I've gotten great results with that um, spectrum, but I also have a lot of coverage with those fixtures. I use, um, you know, six of those fixtures on my Peninsula tank, and I recently, uh, which is six foot long by three foot wide by 20 inches tall, and then I also recently switched out the halides and T5s, which you uh, 
with much disdain there, Alex. You were uh, you were kind of bummed out that I did that and replaced him with um, with the GHL Mitras. So, you know, I think um, and and one of the reasons why I did do that was for heat because the metal halides generated um, a good amount of heat, whereas the LEDs don't. And I think that's a big reason why folks have yeah. um, you know gravitated away from the halides to the LEDs. But I you know I, I agree with you. I think there is nothing better in terms of um, you know, using metal halide lighting to color up and grow SPS. It's um, okay in, in that in that context, it's it's a good it's a good place to ask you the questions that I have. What were the differences that you noticed? And um, what's the differences that uh, of the application that you have there in regards to wattage? Um, and, and, and tell me about the colors, the change, because there were changes. You don't want to hear this, dude. You don't want to hear me uh, say that. I think no, well, just you, you, know, you don't yeah, want to yeah. hear me say that it's better than what I was experiencing with that. Yeah, it is better. I know you said that. <laughs> so I want you to tell me the differences. Uh, well, it's how, it's kind of a part you put and, and all that kind of stuff. I think it, you know it's it's kind of hard to to quantify exactly what's going on because um, it's tough. You know, I had two of those uh, Giesman Spectra twenty four inch fixtures, and so there was um, in each of those fixtures there were four twenty four watt T five bulbs as well as one four hundred watt twenty k iridium bulb, and. I swapped those out and, and I added the uh, the four GHL Mitras. So par wise, I'm getting better par a little, maybe like um, fifteen to twenty percent higher par values with the Mitras mm -hmm. versus that helps with growth. Yep, I think so. And you know, in terms of colors, I think um, I haven't noticed anything in terms of any degradation of colors. I've, I've got good colors on that tank. You know, was, but there's a difference. There's a difference, right? Yeah, I think some so. I think I've seen some some positive um, differences versus when I was running them with the uh, with the halides. But it's also tough to tell because you know I had some issues with that tank with cyano and and um, I did ah, the reboot yeah, on that tank. And, well, I think I I was talking with uh, you know I had Claude on last week. I think um, I think I, I don't want to jinx it, but you know, knock on wood, I think the cyano is uh, is on the uh, the tail end. Of its uh, journey in, in that system, I like Claude a lot. I, I go to his channel and I, I try to leave some comments there too, and I learn a lot with him. He's a very he's very intelligent and um, he's selling his stuff no matter what. But um, besides that, he is throwing some good information. Even uh, Greg Carroll said really well on the chat um, last last time when he was. Um, same, but um, okay. Higher nutrients. You have higher nutrients in that system uh, with with the LEDs too, right? You put more food there. No, not really. I'm doing the same thing I'm doing with the LED, you know, the other uh, Peninsula tank in that system. The the nutrients are actually lower in that display tank in that system that I did the uh, the recent swap out of the lights. So I've been trying to boost up those uh, nutrients. Okay. Do you have any? observations about the colony structure like if you see any um some of the some of the projections going sideways that kind of stuff that we see with the leds sometimes oh uh, yeah you could say that you could say that i mean i, I what i can't tell you some of I, them. what i can't tell you in the um in the peninsula tank and I, don't, I don't know 
I think it's due to the fact that it's only 20 inches tall is that I've got a lot of tabling acros, you know, and, and, and not acros that I thought necessarily were tables, but a lot of the mm. stuff in there is, is tabling out. The tabling. And so I, I would attribute that to the, um, to the, to the shorter height and, you know, oh, okay. and the, uh, yeah. and the strong yeah, flow in, in that tank. The, uh, the other tank is 24 inches tall. So, so the flow is low, is low, is less or more in that tank with the LEDs. So in the Peninsula tank, I've got four MP40s and two MP60s, and in the, the tank that I'm talking about, where I just made the swap from the halides to the um, to the LEDs to the Mitras, I've got only four MP40s. So I guess you would have to say, you know, it, it is a it's 187 gallons versus 225 gallons. So yeah, you would yeah. have to say that um, I probably got more flow in the Peninsula tank. Mm. So one thing about flow that people People tend to, like even Jake, we're going to talk about Jake. I love Jake, man. I miss him. Um, he used to talk about flow, bad, more important than light. It, it, everything, everything is important in my mind. Every single little thing is important in my mind. You can chase numbers too. Like, oh, I'm going to chase this number. No, don't chase any number. Chase all of them. Everything is important. It's a connection. The flow, the direction, if you can change directions, and play with the growth, you will change the directions of the flow according to that. And that's the, the, the beauty of those pumps that you can do that, you know? Um, so that's, that's something that I wanna say about flow, you mentioned flow. So I'm gonna continue say, talking about the highlights just for a little bit more. And I wanna, I wanna mention the excuse of the greens, the green idea. So many people come out, oh, the metal halides have mercury. They do. They have a little, a little tiny amount of mercury. And there are, in the United States, there are companies that can recycle the metal halides for you. So you can put together. The other day I found one of them and I, I, I placed a link on the, on the forum so people know about that because when they search, they will see or recycling metal halides, they will find the, 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 the thread and, and there I explain everything and give all the numbers, everything that I found. And I hope that I hope that uh, company doesn't go away because that's what what's happening. Another thing that I want to say about metal halides is it's going away. After radium closed, I was like, oh my god, I I can't defend metal halides as before. Ushio and radium, two of the main. Um, German bulbs that we had the most the excellent work that they did for so many years and they they didn't tell me the reason why I bugged him a, a lot about this but they didn't want to talk about it they said just said it's a, my final word I can't talk about it we're not we're gonna close in the first email they, they actually said something about the um, the laws that will change but I, I actually told him, can you put a label saying that's for an aquarium? Because then you're going to be in the, under the specialized bulbs and you don't have to, oh, no, no, it's, it's done, it's done. So after that, that was May, 20, uh, May of this year, uh, 2023, they said they didn't want to talk about it. So after, when they did that, I sent you a, a chart that everybody knows in the, in the forum, that chart. Comparing, that, that's an old chart, by the way. It's comparing 
the radium with the Hamilton 20K. So that shows that we still can uh, have similar, a similar, very similar, very similar um, result with the Hamilton 20K. I use the Hamilton and I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I never had problem with the Hamilton. I don't work for Hamilton, by the way. People in the forum have been um, accusing me of working for Hamilton. And I, I actually called them and said, hey, Dave, can you, can you tell them that I don't work for you? How funny is that? They, they, there's a guy that was like, I swear, you wrote this stuff on their website. I said, I didn't even know about that. I'm going to open a thread about it. So I opened a thread about it and I, I posted everything. I said that this so, this guy here told me, accused me of working for him. I don't work for them. So, interesting. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate everything they do, though. Interesting about Hamilton because I um I I purchased my last set of four hundred watt twenty k iridium bulbs from uh, Hamilton, and um they yeah, basically yeah, yeah. They were the yeah they basically said they had three cases left. This was a few weeks ago. So I snagged enough bulbs probably to get me um, two years' worth of the tank. I actually called Hamilton, and I told them that uh, they were going to have the last bulbs. They didn't know. So, yeah. so anybody out them, there is looking like, for no. uh, radium bulbs, <laughs> you might want to hit up Hamilton. If, they're still, if yeah, they, they still were, have them. <laughs> I don't know. They, they were like, no, no. I said, yes. All right, so, dude, let's, uh, let's, you've got some interesting uh, data right about halides in terms of what, okay what? Let, let me finish this all part. right go ahead let me, let me let me say just a couple more things because i want to talk about greg carroll he asked jake one time about which would be the best the best lighting for the corals and and jake answered something like there's no best light because there's different corals in different different applications this is basically what it is and this is what I loved about Jake. He was like, well, you know, he loved LEDs. You know what he, uh, you know what he, he I, I asked him that same question on one of my uh, live streams. And his answer was 6,500K Iwasaki's. Well, that was his answer. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to say. The answer really is unequivocally, in a way that leaves no doubt, which is unequivocally. If no other consideration of power, heat, size, of the aquarium, 250 watts, 65 Iwasaki with the probe magnetic ballast. That's for him, the best, the optimal, the optimal light. When he said that, I was like, man, that was one of the best presents I had to, <laughs> to because I, I listen to reef therapy a lot and I love it. And I love everything that he said. There's only a couple of things that I don't agree, but it's it's not as big as the LED that I was like, oh man, I can't believe. But it's only about the heat. He didn't agree with the heat. He didn't agree with you know the the controllability of the LED that he loved to control. To you know, it's the taste. He had a taste for it. So I wouldn't. I wasn't upset with him because of that. But I was happy when he said. <laughs> That the metal halides was metal halides was the ultimate light. It's the representation. People come to me all the time. Another thing that I have to say, very important. Everything that I that I separated here is what was with love to say to this hobby. People come to me. Here is the here is the the chart, the graph, the graphics of the 
the spectrum for radium, tell me this is the sun compared to the sun from UV to the ER. That's the representation. You take some white out. Mike Paletta talked about that really well. We, you, and less, less white, more blue. You can, you can shift the spectrum this way. You, use, you have 65K, which is, they don't produce anymore. Uh, Hamilton has. They had, like, they, we, it was up. They don't, they don't produce anymore. We have 10K, 14K, 20K. We had before 50K, which is all represent, to represent the brand. Another thing that I always say is just to represent the color. Okay, So they all have ultraviolet to infrared representation of sunlight in the house. You, you, want, you want a more blue? Get the radium. You want to... Um, yeah, we want to pop your, 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 back in the day, it was like this. You want to pop your, your blues, get the, the XM 10K, you know, and you could choose this way and the application would be just swapping the bulbs and that's it. And so Greg, Greg Carroll, the, the answer to Greg Carroll is from Jake was exactly that little clip that you put some, that you have, you separated apart and that was amazing. So, but he was an LED guy. He was an LED guy, and he did really well. He was the best. He was a guy. What I liked about Jake, he was a guy that tasted everything that he could. He had access to everything. Man. I wanted so good to go to that studio and talk to him. You know, there is something in my heart that I have since I was a kid. Be the director of the Waikiki Aquarium. You know why? Because I could travel. I could collect my stuff. I would be a scientist, right? I could be, you have to be a doctor to be a, 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 a director. So I would have to spend 10 years of my life going crazy study, become the director, man, and I could do everything. <laughs> <laughs> All my dreams. But he had the same dreams. And he achieved them. He had the same dreams, yeah. man. Yeah. And he achieved in a way that I didn't even think about. I was like, my God, man, what a great idea to have a studio. <laughs> It was amazing, and I really want to go there. One of the reasons I didn't go too big, I didn't have the money to go when he passed and all that, but I was like, ah, uh, man, I, I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm, even if I have access to, to, to go to the studio, I, I'm going to be so upset because he's not there. Man. I was so upset. When he passed away, I was like a weak crying. I couldn't, I couldn't it rocked believe. You. I mean, it rocked a lot of people that didn't ever meet him. You met him, but... You know, I couldn't believe that I lost him on the on the top of my. Uh, I was willing to have a relationship with him. I was sending him messages, and because of that stupid halide thing that my name was related to, maybe he was like avoiding me or something. I don't know, and and now I don't. I will never know. But I, one thing that I sent to him, I sent a link to him of, of a guy in Australia diving. He was like, oh, man, that was a very easy sub. So he subscribed to that channel. I was so happy. I was like, oh, man, I love this guy. I was really into um, everything that he was into, everything that he loved, all the corals. I love all the corals, all the corals. So 
yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about, we're going to talk about Jake later. Can we go like five hours? <laughs> <laughs> My record was four hours in Brazil. You did a four hour stream? Four hour stream, yeah. No, it wasn't a stream. Wasn't I'm not signing stream. up for that, dude. <laughs> I know, I know. Just kidding. Okay. Let's talk about RTN and STN. So, okay. all right, in relate in relation to middle halide lighting, right? I mean, that's um, yeah. what. Um, so there, there was a. Um, there's been a lot of talk, chatter, or whatnot about <clears throat> the presence of middle halide lighting and LEDs, and whether or not there is some sort of causation with the uh, the type of lighting and RTN and STN, right? So um, I think yeah. that's what you want to address at this point, right, Alex? Yeah, I want to address. I want to address the fact that Mike Paletta started to. <clears throat> I love Mike Paletta. I talk to him all the time on Facebook. See all this, all this stuff that we last time we were talking about. Oh, the internet has been killing the hobby. I was actually last week. I was thinking about. Oh man, I have a lot of friends now, and I can see them, and I can talk to them, and and, and I, it's amazing. The internet is not as bad as it, it's in in other aspects is but anyways um i've been talking to mike paletta and i've been uh, asking about his halides he ha he is having a good time with the halides he's enjoying he he told me about the the, the changes that he've been uh, observing which which doesn't you know he's gonna do it he, he he's have he has to publish that kind of stuff but uh in regards to rtn and stn he started to say that the UV from halides would be a good thing to kill bacteria. Pathogenic bacteria. Pa pathogenic bacteria and prevent the, the RTN and STN. If that was the true, if that was true, in the 90s, we didn't have the RTN. So that, that falls right there. It, it's, not, it's not the reason why we should have halides. Halides is like, if you want to represent sunlight in any way, the best would be it would have to have the if you wanted to have the results you see in nature, most people don't see the corals in nature. They don't care about that like I do. They don't care. When I go to when I do snorkeling, I, I keep I stop at one coral and I look at the coral. I can see million times that coral. We don't have all the corals here, but when I see, oh my god, look at that coral is different. I keep there. Long time. My son was like, what the heck? What are you, what are you doing? Let's go. No, wait, wait, wait. Just, oh my God, look at this. How beautiful. So if if people saw the, the corals in nature, that's another thing that Jake used to say. You would you would understand a lot of stuff. And one of the things that lighting, I, I would never think about lighting. If I, I my thing, lighting was metalized and T5s, and that's all what I need. But when the lead came, we we had to talk about it because people are fighting. People don't. Want, people didn't allow metalhead guys to talk on the forum. I was the one that came and had a fight with them, and the other guys little by little came back because they were discriminated. We can't discriminate our friends. We can't. We can't discriminate our friends. Even though I think, you know, that stuff. You know, they they piss me off. That's why I said, yeah, this is this is Christmas lights. Because they were pissing me off. But, you know, I apologize for that. Too, but they do look like Christmas lights. But it's not, you know, I'm just, I'm just explaining why it was so bad. So anyways, um, there is a paper I sent to Mike Paletta and, and, and Sanjay that explains about um, 
the pre prevention of of bacterial bleaching and it's 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 a it's a it's a paper about the uh, vibrio vibrio shiloi okay and and of, the name uh, of the paper type of bacteria the name, yeah the name of the paper is ultraviolet radiation prevents bacterial bleaching of the mediterranean coral oculina patagonica it was published by Marine Ecology Progress Science in January 2002, and one of the guys in the forum published that you know gave this paper in a, one of the conversations. And when I grabbed the paper, and one of one of the parts of the paper says, in the laboratory aquarium experiments, none of the 20 fragments of healthy Oculina patagonica infected with Vibrio shiloi and subsequently exposed to direct sunlight, including UV from the sunlight, showed any signs of breaching. This is an aquarium experiment. So it was exposed to sunlight with the UV. None of them um, had bleaching, okay? In contrast, <clears throat> the 20 fragments infected, they actually infected the coral with the vibrio in, in, the, in the, the infected with the shiloi, the vibra shiloi, and exposed to direct sunlight, but shielded without the UV, showed a total loss of pigmentation after 10 days. And they call this the hallmark of the bleaching disease. So continuing, I'm gonna read two more sentences. After eight hours of exposure to unfiltered solar radiation, the number of Vibrio shiloi per coral had decreased by 97%, almost everything. After 10 days, they were, they were no longer detectable. In the aquarium, protected you from the UV light, the number of Vibrio shiloi inside of the coral decreased by 2.5 times 10 to the seventh time per coral after six days, and then remain relatively constant for at least one week. So there is an equilibrium there. It, it happens when you have the presence of the UV. Is this a good excuse to have a metal halide? It could be, but not the main reason. Not the main reason. There is, there is a lot in consideration like the whole system needs to be adapted to the light that you have. If you, whatever you introduce in that system will survive better with certain lights, right? Metal halide, because it resembles, it, it's the representation of sunlight with the spectrum. The spectrum is the key of the, of the metal halide. Hey, Alex, there's a good question from, uh, from Jam. What about all the coral that are yeah. below any significant UV penetrating zones? Do they just die from RTN? So what, what about that, yeah. you know, in terms of the deeper, well, um, um, you know, corals in the deeper water versus shallow water corals? Okay. The deeper water corals, this is a, this is a thing that we've, we've been talking about too. The deeper water corals, they might have a different relationship with the microbial than the shallow water corals. We don't know. We don't know. Now, is that is that right to say that in the shallow water environment you don't have bleaching? No, it's not right. Because that happens too. 
we're talking about a paper, a scientific ex experiment in an aquarium. So, like I said, this is not an excuse to fully go and say, whoa, what about that? What about this? This is just a paper. It's a separated yep. uh, in environment. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's something to consider, right? It doesn't, like I, I wrote to, I think I wrote that to, to Mike. It's not to, to, to say that this is the definite reason why we have to. What if that happens in his tank? He put the metal highlight, he have uh, bleaching. So what? Okay, we had before people, we had, that's not, this is something to consider. It's something that uh, we should look into it and, 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 and wish so other scientists could come and, 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 and give some, some thoughts about it and give more, do more experiments about hey, it. Uh, so, Alex, so Ari is asking where, where they can find the, um, the article. The, the study. Well, I give it. I give. I give it. A, if I am allowed to, I will post a. I I can write. Yeah, post a again, link in the comments. The, on the comments, but last time I post so many so many things on the comment, and, and I can't see my wife's computer. My last video has a, a, an article with all the details of what I what I was saying. Like I, I do every time when I when I have these interviews, I put an article. I, I put a lot of links so people can. People, in, you know, if they wanted to to search, they, but it didn't come out. Uh, I think because there's a filter there or anything. But I'm gonna put I'm gonna put in the comments the name of this uh, um, paper. So another thing in related to related related to UV, people get uh, confused about UV sterilization and UV from the light, UV A and B. UV sterilization. The filters that the, they call the filters or whatever uh, to sterilize the water is UVC. It's the one that is filtered by the atmosphere. It comes from the sun. It's filtered by the atmosphere. It doesn't come to the to, to the earth. We have only the A and B coming from the sun, and that's exactly what we have from the metal halides. If you have, you know that because you you mentioned one time that you didn't have the the glass and mm. you burn your corals. Yeah. That's because the UVC wasn't filtered. Yeah. So. If we do the right application, we will have the A and B available to the corals and it, it to resemble the, the natural environment. And the, the coloration will be uh, balanced uh, very close to nature, depending on the application. <clears throat> and that's what I what I look for. That's what I look for. That's what I look at. If you guys search for pictures of metalhalide corals and compare to the LEDs, it's a matter of taste because they are different. Yeah. So... And uh, yeah, there's a difference. The, uh, the use of the filter to filter the water doesn't have anything to do with the A, B, the, the UVA and the UVB that comes from the light, because that that UVC is compacted in the in a in a in a container. The water is gonna go there, and it, it needs it needs the right application too. It needs the right speed to go through to kill whatever you wanted to kill. I don't use a UV filter because it will kill the bacteria in the water, and I want the bacteria in the water. The bacteria is good. There's things that we do that actually triggers the bacteria, the good bacteria, to become a bad bacteria and infect the, the corals. In my systems, one of them, one of them, besides leaving a lot of organics in the water, <clears throat> not doing water change for a while, was the use of amino acids, some amino acids. Some of the amino acids, the allos, um, 
was on a, one of them, the old Elos, Elos, or whatever Elos, they, yeah. They, yeah, the the yellow one. That that thing is very powerful and 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 very concentrated. And and I abused that probably abused, and that I had a lot of infection. I I I had a lot of infections with 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 the uh, with the uh, introduction of of new uh, zoanthids too. So everything everything that in the aquarium needs an equilibrium, a balance. And when we introduce something, that balance, even though it's a little thing. It can generate some problems. So um, maybe this is a good time to transition into your um, what you want to talk about in terms of zoanthids. Reef therapy. Oh, you want to talk about reef, reef therapy? therapy? All right, man. Jump yes. into it. Oh Jump into God. reef therapy, man. I came with a shirt. This is for Mark. <laughs> it's for you, Mark. Okay, let's talk about reef therapy. I wanna, I wanna send a big kiss to uh, Windsor and Reef. And I want to say thank you to Evan, uh, Raj, um, uh, Mark, and Remy for continuing with the reef therapy. And man, reef therapy, uh, Jake was J Jake was amazing. I, I, my similarity, the similarity of our thoughts was very high, and I brought some stuff here that I want to emphasize. Okay. Um, magnets, cracks, and he used to talk about the magnet. It's, it's plastic, it's going to crack. Man, one thing that I want to add to that, why do you leave magnets in there for it? Don't tell me you're lazy because laziness doesn't exist unless you want to be lazy. <laughs> Remove the magnets out of the aquarium, it's not going to crack. And that's the main reason why he was talking about that. Magnets will crack. The plastic will absorb water. You will have the problems. It's going to get rusty or something. So just remove the magnets out of there. Another thing I want to talk about is the cycle. So the hold on. Cycle, what's, what's the alternative to magnets, man? I mean, magnets seem to come no, in. No, no, you can use. I use magnets. But just remove from the aquarium fresh water. Let it dry. Oh, okay. It's just... just Move from the, don't live in the aquarium. I don't understand. I see so many people with the magnets attached to the glass inside the water. Even my kids do that. They go like, what the heck? What are you doing, man? Remove oh, you're talking magnets. about the magnets for cleaning the glass and all that the stuff. I'm talking magnet. about yeah. also like magnets for power oh, no, heads no. and recirculating pumps. The power heads, the yeah. power heads are different. Yeah. Um, I use Dunsey. I use Dunsey um, pumps because I trust the magnets. I use the Tunzi with the that comes that now they have some some of the pumps they have exposed and they swear that that's not gonna happen. It's, the magnets are good, but I I still especially if I have to get a new a new pump from them, I order this a special order the magnet with the epoxy. They do have that, so I use it with the epoxy, and I have for. 10 years and I'm not, I don't have problems with the magnets. What about, magnets. Uh, what about Jake's uh, pension for bare bottom tanks? Is that something that you share? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Didn't think so. I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. And, and, but I have that here to talk about the dips and bad. Okay. The problem he didn't like that is because of the application of the studio. If I have a studio like that, like we, at the aquarium, the coral farm, we don't have sand. Sand is only aesthetics. Sand is just to, 
And that thing that people say, oh no, the <clears throat> the the when you go to the reef, you see only rocks. That's not true. I'm sorry, man. You go to the reef, you see corals surrounded by sand. Sometimes are long, like you see, the sand is so far, and you see a little coral there. And you go, there's a parietis full of worms and stuff, and fish, or uh, Pocillopora, uh, dummy corns, and you see the fish inside, isolated from the reef, only sand. That's not true. It, the representation, the representation of nature includes sand, in my point of view. And at the aquarium, I mean, I, I grew up at the aquarium. I, I learned with the, the aquarium people. Aesthetics is very important to us. You want to, you see the people coming. They are paying to see those displays. They want to see sand. My mind, they want to see sand or they want to see uh, a rubber bottom, not glass. But like you said, you you know, a, I think sand is, is uh, there's more man hours that you need to put in to maintain a sand bed. Um, I yeah. think it's, um, you know, I've, I've, um, I've found it tough to maintain clean sand beds. And I, you know, I had uh, Steve Wiest on a couple of uh, shows ago and, and, you know, his sand bed was immaculate, Amazing. but, you know, he, he works it, you know? And I yeah. think that's well, the key to a good thing, sand bed. One thing about the differences of, of, of the, the types of sand that you have, that the types of, of, you have a sand bed, you have a deep sand bed, you have a sand bed, and have a layer of sand to represent. Yeah. That's what I do. So look, look at my aquarium. If I put my finger, I reach my, I, I just remove the sand and you're going to see the glass. The zoantids, when they grow, I got to watch out because they grow on the glass and they push the sand because it's right there. It's just a representation. And another thing, Reef therapy, really good. They they were they were uh, Mark and, and Jake were they were reading um, uh, Mo's book. After a while, the sand is not there to help you with the alkalinity. The sand is there for the aesthetics. Just put that in your mind. You want to have a, a clean sand? Put some uh, Holotura atria, some 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 uh, uh, sea cucumber. It will do the job. Put two if you need. It will do the job. Or you remove the sand and you, you replace the sand after. After like six months. Every six months. It's not going to hurt. The, the ability of, of the little ability of, of um, helping with the alkalinity will, after, after such time, it, they, they won't help any, anyways. So, but you, we don't depend on that. Nobody depends on, on sand to keep alkalinity. We depend on chemicals. So that's, that's not uh, something that we should uh, use an, as, as an as excuse. Um, dips and beds are really, like Jake used to say, like a 40-pound group of breed in your system. Like, he, 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 was, he was right. We don't, at the aquarium, we don't have dips and beds. This is in the past. We tried, we were talking about denitrification and all that. It doesn't do the cycle. It will break. It will crack. It will, the, the system is it's not going to sustain that much bioload. And it, it will eventually get too dirty. And that's why I offered um, Sanjay, if you want me to go there and, and remove that sand. 
helping with the detritus, remove the detritus, that helps a lot. Detritus brings RTN. It will, it's just a bomb, a, bomb, a tic-tac. It will, it will explode. The detritus, this is another thing that I love, Jake, Jake saying about the detritus. I am for removing all the detritus out of your system. This is the best way to maintain your system for the long run without having too much trouble with bacteria changing. Organics, organics, do water changes. Organics in the system will help. If you do more water changes, it will help what, again. What, uh, um, what's your best advice, man, for managing detritus? Siphon? Just suck them up. Suck it out. Yeah. Yeah. Blow, uh, and, blow and the rocks the sand, with a, the blow sand. the rocks with a power head every now and then. No. Why don't you like that? I, Absolutely not. Why don't you like that? Absolutely not. Because you spreading that, you spreading all the the bacteria that in the, in the detritus that can be bad or good, dormant, to go and lay on your on your corals. So how that detritus, the bacteria can be dormant when you when you hit that bacteria, it will flow and land somewhere. If it lands on the right spot on the coral, it will infect that. It happened to me. I, I'm doing this for 30 years too. I'm doing this for a long time. And, and every time that I did that, because I've listened to same guys that you guys listen, and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Blow, boom, infection. Oh man, everything was so perfect. I just blew the rocks, did what the, what they used to say, do this with the sand, you know, just spread the sand a little bit, that the traders will feed your corals. Those bacteria can be upset and upset your corals too, man, when they lay so, on them. So, so what, what I do, I vacuum. I vacuum. You vacuum. You know, the vacuum. That's tough, yes, man. That's, I, I mean, if you got like a lot of... No, it's not. You got a lot of rock it's not though, because right? It's not a deep sand bed. Remember that. It's, it's not a deep sand bed. Every time that I do uh, water change... I go and I vacuum the sand and do the, the, the powder, the detritus that comes out of the sand without disturbing too much, just a little area. And the next time I do water change, I go to the next area and remove it. And there is a lot of detritus. There will be a lot of detritus all the time. So I, I just remove. And I have uh, on, my, on my sump, I have um, shock bag. It, it's made to be used to export what's going to deteriorate in your system. Keep your keep your 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 sump clean, so you don't have to worry about anything that can happen and disturb the detritus in your sump and go end up on your aquarium on your corals. And nutrients and detritus can do the the trick for our. So um, Jam's got another interesting point. So can Alex not keep fish like wrasses that stir the sand bed? So is that something that uh, can be detrimental in your eyes? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, if you want to keep a little more the sand bed a little deeper, then then I do because I, I keep like a quarter inch. Another thing, I just put the sand bed, I turn on the pumps, and it goes to where it needs to 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 go. And then on the on the glass spots, I just put zoas there or put like Jake used to say, just put zoanthids. A carpet of zoanthids is better. <laughs> It is better. I had, it I is had better. a carpet of xanthans going on one of my tanks, uh, and yeah, uh, it's amazing. It uh, basically they just basically carpeted the bottom of the tank, 
the sand. They actually carpeted the sand bed in, in certain spots of the tank, and then they just creeped their way up the rock work. I mean, they, you know, zoanthids are fine because they're not... Um, I found that they weren't stinging the SPS. They were, you know, they were very yeah. gentle. But um, it took well, away real estate, though. That was the problem. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a matter of, of managing maintenance. He used to talk about that, too. That's why I love Jake so much, man. He used to talk about maintenance. Just just do your maintenance. Just do your maintenance. Just go and work. I, when I work at the aquarium, it's a pleasure to work at the aquarium. I'm doing hard work. People think coral farming is easy. Like Tan was talking about it when, with Jake. They think we, we're just having a good time here. It's hard work. And if you have a hobby, honor your, your, the organisms that you keep going clean. Do the best for them. And that's what it is. Do the maintenance in your, in your pumps. Do the maintenance for, 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 the, for the, the filters. The, everything. Change when you need to change. But keep it... Um, Keep the balance. Make sure you keep the balance because if you do only once in a while, you can affect, like if you clean your pumps only once a year, for example, it's full of cor coralline algae. The flow is compromised. Yeah. You're going to have Every three problems. months, you got to clean them every three months at least. Yeah. Maintenance. Keep up with the maintenance. This is what the hobby is. The hobby is something to, um, to, to have a relationship. He used to call that the church. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to church. I'm going to clean my pumps, whatever. But yeah, that's that's basically what it is. You have a relationship with a system. You keep it uh, out of trouble. You helping the system to, you know. And another thing, oh, there's so many things. Man. Don't feed too much. Don't feed too much. The fish don't need your food as you as much as you think they need. I feed only dry food for years. I don't, I don't give them frozen food. My system is not having that bombs of, of those bombs of, of phosphates. What, what, about, uh, what about the Waikiki Aquarium? Is it basically pellets and, and flake, or is it their frozen yeah, all, food? Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my. My thoughts are not, uh, not of the aquarium. The aquarium is another story. I'm talking about my home system now. The aquarium is another story. If they keep the fish like a, like a torpedo, I don't. They, if they have the professionals have another way to look and they have scientists, they have another way to look. They have LEDs, I don't. Okay? Some of the professionals, some of the professionals in, in the United States, in their public aquariums, they, ha they still have LEDs. Some of them tried LEDs. They don't want to have LEDs again because they, 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 they did testing and they knew. The, the feeding is different for a public aquarium because they have so many fish and they have huge aquariums. Okay, so to, feed, to be able to feed all of them, they have to, do, they have, to have a strategy to, to, do, to do all that. So they, they feed different than, than me. They don't, they don't feed only. And, and another thing. Food is related to the species that you keep. You can't have butterfly fish and, and feed only dry food, um, unfortunately, unless you train really well, but there will be a lack of nutrition because the, you know, the angels, the butterflies, they need that. 
I don't have angels. I don't have butterflies. I love my zoantids. That's the only thing I can have. And they are not corals. We're going to get there. <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let me read some more good stuff here that I wrote, I wrote about Jake. Um, the real meaning of the, the cartoon and scientific names. You guys that know... I'm going to show the comic strip uh, uh, graphic now. No, no, no. no that's not... I yeah, not yet. That's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys that know the name of the corals, just put the scientific name. If you don't know oh, we're talking name the species game? name... No, this is not the name game oh, okay. yet. Dude, okay, I'm completely out you, of sync with you here. <laughs> yeah, if you know, if you know, if you know the name of the coral, put on your page Acropora sp. Don't don't put don't put if you don't know the 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 species name, put the genus name Acropora sp. Teach the next generation, <clears throat> please teach the next generation. If you don't know, look for you will find on the books. Or anybody that knows will teach you, and that's the way. That's the one of the one of the things that Jake wanted to spread and to continue, and he was working on it. Please continue working on it. Please, everybody, try to talk about the scientific names because this is very important. Back in the day, back in the day, we used to challenge science. The scientists we used to come to us. And they used to ask us the scientific name of that coral because they never saw that coral alive. And we used to talk to them in the same level. We are regressing. We are going down. We're talking about cartoon names. Cartoon names is only about money. But we still have to keep the scientific names. And, and besides, besides the fact that, that every cartoon name, I call cartoon name because... Because back in the day we used to call cartoon names. Okay? <laughs> it's it's like if 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 that coral has a legacy for that special name, that strain, like Jake used to say, respect that strain, respect that strain. Don't make up just to get money on it. This is uh, unacceptable to me. This is very sad that the hobby is is declining that way, and everybody's accepting, even the famous. Authors are accepting that, and and don't don't tell me there is no way. Every everything has um, it can be done. Okay, this can be done. If they if we start to to go after the scientific names naturally, the thing will go back to to what it was. Now what's happening now? We are influencing the scientists for the for these stupid names. <laughs> the scientists know the scientific name, but they don't even practice. They don't even say the name anymore because they have the, the, the cartoon names in their minds. Even the scientists are talking like, like this, this, this slang. This is like a slang. It shouldn't happen that way. It's, uh, I, I urge, it's, it's, I it, urge the hobby. Yeah, it's tough, man, because it's, it's, the marketing is dominating the hobby, right? So you've got a lot of uh, coral vendors out there that are selling corals and you've got um, marketing that is fueling the demand back you know a number of years ago it was i thought it was more about the scarcity of certain corals that were in the hobby that were driving the prices you know like the or yeah. the organ blue tort originally when it came out 
I thought that was, uh, you know, that was like something that was it's just an amazing looking corals, like just a dynamic blue coral that looked like no other coral out there. And, and so, but, you know, what's that, um, you know, so originally that was like a very high priced coral because it, there wasn't a lot of it around. But once people started growing it out and, um, you know, it, uh, it became more affordable for other hobbyists. You know, you know, so there's a lot of corals like that out there. Back in the day, the Tyree Red Dragon, man, when that thing came out, yeah. that was like a super awesome looking coral. It was very unique, and it also had a hefty price tag. You know, I don't think um, it was really the name that was driving that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe others will uh, disagree with me, but um, I think it was kind of the uniqueness, the structure, yeah, the uh, you know all that stuff. But you know, these days it's kind of like. You know, there's rainbow tenuous left and right that got these crazy names Tell on. Tell me what's rainbow. Rainbow has seven colors. Yeah. Do they? And they don't even, no, they're not even that a, good looking, you know, when you look at them in person. That's a legit question. Do they? Because I don't know. I don't see those rainbows here. Rainbows then you. Well, you do a top down shot and you do, do a little they have seven colors. Do a little really? photoshopping and then there you go. Oh, yeah. That's Photoshop then. It's but, not, you know, it's, they there, don't have there seven are, colors. There are some. There are some true gems out there that uh, are deserve, you know, deserve the uh, the price tag that they have. But, you know, I think it's all about, you know, what I would love to see is um, it's more about how difficult the coral is to grow, how long it takes for the coral to grow. You know, that stuff should be driving the price because those corals would be more harder to obtain there's not a lot of them out there's supply and demand thing it shouldn't be about like yeah, the wacky well, I, names I, I, I do believe i do believe in the supply and demand i do believe i i i respect the strains from back in the day and i respect any strain that comes today as a legit uh piece of coral that you know that what jake was talking about is like you we have so many corals that are called the same name and is out of control. That we have to stop that. We have to stop calling them names, and 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 have a rule. A natural. It has to be natural. We can't just think about money. Call them. You got. Well, I just. What are, what are you asking? What I'm asking. You know. You, you. It's out of control, right? So what I'm asking is like you have a bunch of acropores, microcladus. You have uh, efflorescence, gemifera, not geminifera. You have humilis. You have uh, microphthalma, whatever, whatever, va valida, not validia. Tortuosa. <laughs> Multiculosa, whatever. Tortuosa, not tortuosa, tortuosa, but yeah, it depends on the accent. Huh? Um, if, they, if they put the name, scientific name, it's about it's about teaching the next generation because most of us know right the format the, the shape and, and even the name is connected to that shape and whatever but they, they have to we have to teach the next generation people just do a, a just a little bit of, of effort for in that in that uh, particular um, you know uh, subject um, you know another thing that Jake used to sell we're still on reef therapy. Because I, I, this is, this is, these are topics that I just, I wish I was with him, talking with Mark. Okay, coral head. Oh my God, it's a, it's oh, a, head it's versus a polyp. Uh, polyp. No. Yes, it's a polyp, people. Polyp, one polyp. 
if you have two becomes a colony, the SPS, it need, needs two or more. You have a mini colony, you can give adjectives to the, those types of, of things, but a coral head in the, when you, when you, in the, in the, with the, 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 the people that surf, the surfers, a coral head will be a, a huge piece of rock on the reef, at least. Has to be, a, it doesn't need to be a coral, a live coral, but it, it was a coral before, and it's a huge piece of rock. We call it the coral head. The boat people, they call the coral head, it's something that can bust up your, your, your boat. It's not a little thing that you call head. Those are polyps. It's a, it's a polyp. It's, is that hard to say? Yeah. I agree 100% with Jake on that. So um, We can choose to call a head something like a head the size of a human head. So uh, You have a head of... Um, Greg Carroll makes a good point about the name game, uh, his comments. Names are about lineage, nothing more. I don't see what the big deal is. Some people like to know that this coral is the same coral that so-and-so had in his tank, exclamation point. You know, I, I get that. Yeah, me too. If that's the way, and that's what we respect. I think the. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing. Think, that's a good thing for the for the hobby. I think. I think the only problem with that, in terms of lineage, is that um, there can be a lot of error in terms of the interpretation of what that coral is. So you know, all you need is one person like um, put the wrong identifier in terms of the lineage of a coral, you know, on a frag or whatnot, and that kind of. Um, you know, is a cascading effect that others that get that might misidentify that lineage, so to speak. Yeah. So, you know, and take advantage, take advantage to make extra money. Right. You just got from the ocean. If it's, if it's that lineage, it, it comes from an aquarium. It doesn't come from the ocean. So keep that, respect that lineage. And that's what we need to do. If it comes, like I said, if it comes a new lineage, lineage, we we can we can have that we can have that and and it's a new one but the way they're doing it they they just they don't respect uh, talking about the names <clears throat> I'm still on reef therapy talking about the names and the 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 people that uh, he was talking uh, Jake always talk about the reptile people okay reptile people the reptile people the people that like snakes. I went to some of the channels, and I was like surprised. I was like, "What? What's going on, man? These guys are scientists." <laughs> the impression that somebody from outside have is that they we respect them for what they do, the way they treat the animals. This is a hobby, but at the same time, we are keeping live animals. If we want to be respected, people talk about, uh, "Oh, yeah, this is going to be the future of." Of, of the corals. We can't introduce any corals that we keep in our houses back in the ocean, by the way. To, to be able to reintroduce in the ocean, we have to have a sterile, a, a, a biotope system. We can't introduce anything in it from other oceans, other places, from the pet shop, we can't. That was one of the things that we were very strict at the marine option program when I when I was a tutor. I told them, I explained to them, I don't want anything in this system if we don't collect from Hawaii because everything is supposed to go back to the ocean or to the Waikiki Aquarium. We could donate to the aquarium or put it in the ocean. We have to the scientists 
are very serious about it. So, and that's the way we have to look into this. As, as hobbyists, we have to respect that aspect too. Don't think in your corals will go back to the ocean to replace in, in Australia in the future, my, my friend. They can't, they just can't because you put fishes from all over the place. You have all kinds of substrates and all kinds of pollution, let's say, that will they can infect the, 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 the corals in the, in the ocean. You, you, you can't do that. So the future of the hobby, the education that we want to give to the next generation is in regards to the names, the scientific names, the seriousness of the hobby that we had before. That when we used to get um, Aquarium Frontiers, at least I did <laughs> when I was a kid, used to get Aquarium Frontiers, open the Aquarium Frontiers, I had like, I, my heart was like, oh my God, I'm going to read <laughs> this article now and this is like important. This is important, okay? I, I do know that we have all these new guys and girls and making videos funny and blah, blah, blah. And it's like um, there, there's a ramification of the hobby that is like not careless, but like doing their own thing. And, and, and another ramification that grabs, which is a huge ramification, talking about Kalkwasser now, everybody talk about Kalkwasser. Like Abe said, hey, where were you guys? I've been using Kalkwasser the whole time. I don't even have hard corals and I use Kalkwasser because of the benefits. And, and now everything is a trend. Everything is like, oh, we got to have Kalkwasser videos because you don't even use, man. Why are you making a video of something that you just saw somebody talking about. So this is like, before we had to have a book, to write a book. Did you, did you know that, did you know that Jake said one, in one of the, the reef therapies, I get emotional, man, I don't care if I get emotional. He said he was almost ready to write a book. The books in the past, or something that you really, 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 really have to know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. At least, at least you have an experience, hands-on. You, you don't write a book just to make money because you don't make money anyways. You don't make money writing books. You don't make I money. Can, I can uh, vouch for that. And now we don't have books. We have videos. And they make money more than a book. If I, people, sometimes people ask, oh, why don't you write a book? I have some, I have three books that I want to write, but I, I'm not ready. I'm not. Books take I'm a lot ready, of time. Man. It's a lot of effort. A lot of time, a lot of research, a lot yeah. of seriousness yeah. because it's going to be written and it's going to be forever. And you can go back there like in the forum sometimes and they did, oh man, this, this is wrong English. <laughs> you have to write everything accordingly. Somebody's going to look into that. There's a work on it. It's going to be attached to your name. So what I ask people today, don't make videos that something that you just learn about. And don't criticize. Oh, man. Don't criticize those who really know what they're talking about by experience. I'm going to talk about Chris. Um, Chris. So Chris. Qu uh, quick thing for you. A comment from uh, Luis uh, Aceves. Um this is a good comment. What's a good resource to start to learn the scientific names, Alex? Books. What any uh, any books specific books? No, just grab all the books that you can. If you look how many books I have, 
I didn't write, I didn't read all of them, but I just grabbed because I know one day I will read. One day I want to read at least. There, there, there was a, uh, there was. You have suggested. You need suggest. There, there was the Reef Aquarium, the Reef Aquarium, Volume One and Volume Three. There, there was a, uh, there was another source out there. I had a guest on. Um, I can't remember um, who it was, but there was a, uh, a scientific reference in terms of the, um, the names. Somebody out there knows it. Just drop that into the, uh, into the chat. But there was, there was something. It might have been. Um, oh, there you go. Amanda Beckley, Russell Kelly, Coral Finder. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I actually I actually have that one. That's a good one. Yeah. It's it's really good for corals. And and in Varon's book is it's like now it's getting old because well just, you don't need the book. You just go online and, and see uh Corals of the World website and everything is there. So you don't have excuse about the names anymore. So, uh, because if, Alex, we don't, we don't have if, much more time left. You wanted to mention, um, you wanted to talk about Cockwasser, you want to talk about uh, Chris Meckley's uh, Cockwasser uh, methodology uh, there? We're going to get into that? So don't, don't ask me, hey, I'm going to respect your time. No, you tell me when you want to stop because my time is forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stop talking about reef therapy because I have so many things to talk about reef therapy. So many so many good I think, things. I that think you should see. be a guest on reef therapy, dude. You know that. Uh... Whoa, no way, <laughs> no way. That's too much for me. Okay, Kalkwasser. Kalkwasser. Okay, um, I wanna just talk about a little bit of re about reactor because people sometimes say, "Oh no, reactor is bad. Reactors," and I use reactor forever. And Jake used to use reactor too. And it's the simplest thing in the world. You just add water to the bottom of the reactor where the calcoaster is. You mix it. And that will, the water that comes in will mix with the calcoaster and you overflow it. So when you overflow, it's going to be mixed and it's going to be clear. So let, let's talk about the difference between using, you know, you're basically talking about a calc reactor or a calc stir, right? In terms of where you've got, um, um, you know, what I was going to say is uh, RODI water coming in. A lot of people, um, and, and, and it's not a great idea, but a lot of people use the, uh, run their top off through a calc reactor or a calc stir. Which is not a good idea because the evaporation will vary depending on the weather, yeah. right outside. You know, you'll get more well, evaporation at certain times of the year versus other times of the year. Versus doing another method, which is the uh, the uh, the Chris Meckley uh, method, the method that I use, which is using a drum and dosing a set amount of um, you know the supersaturated calcwasser solution. So between those two methods. Um, do you see any advantages one versus the other? I mean, I, I, I go ahead. Well, there is advantage. There is advantage in both. Yeah. It's it's a matter of application. It's just a matter of application. And, and, and I think one of the, one of the things both, that, that I see as a disadvantage of the calcster or calc reactor is that you're constantly diluting that uh, calcwasser solution by running RODI water into it. I guess if you're continually stirring it, then perhaps that's counteracting that um, dilution factor, but um, go ahead, man. What okay. do you think? Okay, Re when, you, when you mix the calcwasser and you let it set, the clear solution is on the top. Yep. You remove that and dose that. Yeah. That's one, one way to do it, okay? 
if you have a space that you can have that much of water with the water, the solution of caulk water for a week or so, do that way. The cheapest way. You don't have to buy a reactor. Right. So you're talking about a right? you're talking about a bin, a drum, a bucket. Bin, That's yeah, gotta be bucket, it's gotta be anything. sealed. Not, not airtight sealed, but it's gotta have a lid on it. Okay. About the 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 surface of the water, you can you can place you can place on the surface of the water a styrofoam to prevent the interaction of the CO2 and the caulk water, if you want to. But that that uh, layer that forms on the top, the the, the 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 on the surface of the water, it will it will have a time. After a time, that layer is not gonna. Um, allow more CO2 to be introduced. It's got a little crust on the top you're talking about, right? The crust yeah. is natural. Yeah. Calcium carbonate. It's going to just go down with the with the water because it goes low. So we, we don't have to worry. Like, the, the, the solution is saturated, right? Even if even if we have precipitation of calcium carbonate on the top of the, of the, the yeah. surface, the, the, the powder from underneath we still have some uh, calcium hydroxide, and we react with the water, and we produce more. As long as the pH is 12 or more, it's going to be fine. So another thing, well, <laughs> so that's that's one. Okay, you use the clear water, and after that, uh, every, after that, you remove everything, throw away because the bottom has uh, undissolved calcium hydroxide, but also calcium carbonate on the bottom so, so you don't want impurities re, we're not going to reuse the calcium carbonate anyways and you don't know which one is which so you just throw away everything it's cheap just put it back and make make again this is this is the simple this the simple way to do calc water just use the clear solution you like i know i know you guys some of you guys use the slurry slurry I know you guys are not having problems, but I use I prefer to use the clear solution, especially because I don't have corals. If I had corals, I would use the clear solution and something else. But anyways, the reactor, you don't have space. You have one container with fresh water for the evaporator water, the ATO or the the, the float switch. And you have the same water, you, you, you take that water for the reactor. The reactor is, is just a little, you, you have a picture there, the reactor? Yeah. It's yeah. just a cylinder, cylinder of, 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 of uh, the solution, yep. the, the solution of Kaukwasser. So you have a stir on the bottom. That, that is, that is a, my reactor is a homemade. It was before they made the ice, ice cap, I think they have yep. one similar to that. So just by the ice cap, it's it's amazing. You you're not gonna be you're not gonna be. Uh, uh, it's gonna be good if you want to save space. If you have if you have a container, oops, sorry. If you have a container, if you have a container for the evaporated water and you want to use the same water for your reactor, that's the best way to save space. Is the best way. You don't need two containers, one for the evaporated water and one for the cold water. But if you have the, the if you have the space, why not? Right? So you put the water. I don't put I don't mm, 
Jake used to say that too. You know how you know how many times I use RO in my life on my water here in Hawaii? Never. All tap water. Because we don't because we don't need You're lucky, man. Because we don't because we yeah, thankfully we don't need. If I needed, I would. Yeah. But it's not a rule. We don't need, we don't use. You can go by with the carbon. Believe in Jake. If you can do that, if he can do that. Remember, he used to say, don't do that. I love so much, Jake, man. <laughs> if you can do that, just do that. Believe me, <laughs> you don't need an RO system. You're not going to Mars. You're not going to the moon. <laughs> just just do this. I never used. And the guys here in Hawaii, sometimes I see that. See, are you saying, a, man, that some, that some folks overdo it a little bit in terms of the sabi? Yep. Yeah. Waste it can money. Can happen. Yep. Can happen. If you don't need, you know what I do when I move from house to house, sometimes from area to area that I know it could be different because it's kind of far, like the north of the island to the south of the island. Wherever I'm going to move, I ask the company to send me a, a list of the, the elements that come in the water and I analyze that and I go, oh no, it's almost the same thing. It's good. But if I go to another state, I would have to ask. The company, the water company, to to see what what do they have, what do, what do I have in them? I know we have pipes. I know we have iron coming in. You, I tried many times. All all the houses that I went through in the island, I never had problems. I let it rest. When I, when I do mix, when I mix salt, synthetic salt, I I put the bubbles. And then let it rest. Evaporates chlorine. Evaporates all the the the, the, the chlorine, and, and I never had problems. Never ever. So it, it depends. Okay. So that that part that part I just want to let guys know that it's not a rule. It's not a rule. And he was totally totally right on that. Um, so then you put you push you push the the fresh water to the bottom of the container. I think the ice cap has the entrance on the bottom of the cylinder. I have on the top, so I push all the way down. And we're using a, a, a peristaltic pump because it doesn't go back, doesn't suck right. back. So I just use a peristaltic pump, but uh, you know, the BRS, the, the inexpensive one. And and then it goes, it, it, the, the way I do today, I, I dose, um, about, let me see, I have, many, I dose 16 ml per day, 2 ml every 3 hours. I don't have hard corals, guys. I have coralline algae. I don't need much. But if I had corals, I would use much more than that. And I use... I know, I know that at one point we will reach the evaporation rate and I would have to, because the, the, the ATO wouldn't work anyways, or the float valve. That's another thing. ATOs are dumb. If you don't need them, use the valve. He was right. Use the valve, the, the, the float valve instead of ATO. Don't waste electricity. Many people are so green. I was going to talk about the green too. I have to talk about the green stuff. 
Oh, man, so many things to, to talk about. Um, so then you push the water in to, on the bottom. It mixes. What, the way I do, I, I, I doze one hour, and the next hour I mix. I add and I mix. You know, when I, I mean, when I add, when I add the water, the water goes to the bottom and overflows, right? And the next hour I mix. So the, the, the water that I added is in, on the bottom, pushing up. And then the next hour I mix, 40 seconds only, just to mix. Let it uh, rest for one hour and I doze again. What's, uh... That's how I do through the day. My pH goes from 8.1 to 8.2. 8.3 is the max when the, light, the halides are on. Halides Dave, go you, on you, only uh, for a little while. You, you uh, guessed my next question. I was going to ask you your pH range. Yeah, the pH, the pH of 8.2 is uh, supposed to be the normal pH. So when it goes to 8.3, I, I tend to know that, uh, well, the pH plays with the lighting and everything. Um, when I had my system uh, at, at, at its optimal, uh, like fully, fully, uh, covered with zoanthids. I had halides for longer, and pH used to go to 8.4. So it, it, when I have more zoanthids, I have more, less coralline algae because they cover the rocks, and I don't have any coralline yeah, algae. Well, that's, so that's you're, you're out-competing the, uh, the bad stuff with the good stuff. Yeah, you have, you have to play with the system, and it goes. This is the maintenance. Yep. It's just like having hard corals. They grow. You have to offer more, more, uh, more nutrients, more minerals, and and you play as they go. And it's a change. It's a constant change, and you have to observe. And the eyes are better than numbers. The eyes are better than numbers. Well, dude, if you that that is uh, that is that is some great advice. I mean, we gotta we gotta wrap it up, uh, my friend, and. Um, you know, you, you've given us a lot of food for thought. And, and like I said at the um, at the beginning, Alex, I think your passion um, and your perspective are very refreshing for the uh, for the hobbyists. And I think that um, if we saw more passion like yours from from other hobbyists coming in to this hobby, then I think that's going to only be a good thing. So uh, I applaud you, man. This, this there's a lot of kids that come in the hobby and I can feel the same passion. They're kind of disturbed by the distractions that we have today, though. A lot of distractions. And they, a lot of distractions. And that's one of the things that we should uh, uh, stop cultivating. We are cultivating. This hobby is cultivating the name game. Next time we're gonna. I don't. I don't need to write anything else. We just wait for next time so I can talk about the name game. Yeah. All <laughs> right, my friend. Well, listen, Alex. Thank you so much, man, for uh, for for, for taking, so taking the time to uh, to join us tonight. I want to thank Alex for being on the live stream. I also want to thank both Folk Reef Supply and Ecotech Marine for sponsoring and supporting the show. I also want to thank all you, all you folks out there for tuning in, watching. Thank you so much. Big thank you to Paul, the moderator was also the president of the Boston Reefer Society. Please join and support your local reefing clubs. They are so important to this hobby. Also want to let you know that all episodes of Wrap on the Reef Bum are available as podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon. Next week I am off. 
But uh, I will be coming back on on Tuesday, September 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to have Remy from Reef Builders on. So that right. should be cool. That'll be another great show. You want to check out the full upcoming schedule of guests, visit ReefBum.com under the YouTube section. Until then, be safe and be well. We'll see you next